and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely terrific day today, as always. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the super potent e-formula on sale for 15% off right now as product of the week. You voted, and it is on sale. So check it out at healthmasters.com. And I encourage all of you continually be looking at the different articles we have, all the stuff that we talk about on the show every single day we have on the website. You can click right on the front page with daily news articles and many, many other articles that we don't even get to touch base on because we run out of time, quite frankly, all on the website at healthmasters.com. And you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter that we will send to you every single day with a link to the show. And along with that, multiple different types of sales, products, kits that are going on and keep you up to date and informed on a daily basis of everything that's happening. So be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com. And one thing that I saw earlier this morning, and it's interesting because this thing in Ohio is just, it's like every time you turn around, it's getting worse and worse and worse. I have a friend and listener of ours that's up there, and he was sending me photos some of the river creeks, and I mean, they're just absolutely getting horrific. And some of the toxicity reports that are coming out of there, the animals dying off. Now there's a whole group of union workers that are represented by the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees Division. And essentially, they're the ones that were working in order to clean up the railway. And sadly enough, they're saying now the workers were not given proper personal protection equipment when they were cleaning up the toxic wreckage. They said a lot of the workers were not supplied respirators, proper clothing, or eye protection. As a result now, many of the rail workers are reporting to have extreme migraines and nausea on a regular basis, even after they have gone home, and they are suspecting that they were exposed to chemicals that were released. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> I mean, when you dump 1.1 million gallons of vinyl chloride out into a drainage ditch retention pond and then set it on fire it kind of has a tendency to have side effects that uh, go way beyond the bounds of what everybody thinks is going to happen it's sad and it's not funny but it's crazy to me how again if you've noticed this whole entire story has been completely and totally buried and all they want to do is put out pretty much bubblegum for the brain news on most of the mainstream news outlets and continually keep people distracted on what's really going on behind the scenes I saw an article earlier here that was bringing up the fact now the European Medical Agency with the Eurovigilance, which is pretty much like theirs, but in Europe, they now have a confirmed up to, let me read the number here, as of February 25th, 5.315 million severe adverse events due to the RNA gene therapy shot with a confirmed 50,663 dead. This is on the Eurovigilance report from the Euro, from the European government. And again, as most people know, these numbers are grossly underreported because it is not easy to go in and report a lot of the cases and side effects and other things like that the same way with the VAERS report. It takes a couple of hours to go in and fill out those forms and actually put the information forward and verify everything. And so these numbers, most people say, can be anywhere from 1% to 10% of the actual population that has been having side effects or death. And so these numbers keep going up. And as I told you guys yesterday, it's time now that this charade is long over with. And people start demanding that this shot not only be not used, but fully banned and labeled as a bioweapon. 
That's just my personal opinion. This is this is we're past the point now of talking about, oh well, people just need to say no to the shot. I was over to a friend of mine's house last night, I'd stopped by, and he was asking me why, you know, a lot of people were going along with it and the whole aspect of OSHA. And I said, the thing about it is the same thing I told you guys yesterday on the show. I said OSHA didn't have any authority to do what they were being told to do. That's why I told people to continually push back and stand up for this. I said OSHA, trying to use some obscure 1986 law about OSHA and workplace protection and saying that they now have the duty and responsibility and authority to tell people they have to get an experimental shot. I said, where is the line drawn? And I said, that's what a lot of people fail to realize is that there has to be a conviction and a line to where you stand for something and say, absolutely not. This is not something we're going to go along with. This is not something we're going to comply with, regardless of what they're trying to threaten you with. Because a lot of that was a beta test. In my opinion, they wanted to see how far the population was willing to accept things. And I had a friend of mine yesterday send me another video, and these these videos are popping up like left and right now. Just And I, I honestly, I can't really even watch them. They're so perverted of these drag shows now being held at schools, which is – Apparently now some like new thing, schools and other events, and there literally is a video, probably 50, 60 kids with their moms. I didn't see any males, actual grown adult father males out in the crowd really, and they've had multiple homosexual drag show, transgender, tranny pedophiles up there and almost nothing dancing and gyrating in front of these children. And I don't even want to bring this up, to be honest with you, but I had multiple people ask me about this, and they said, where is this going, and why is this normal? And I said, first off, it's not normal. I said, it's not okay. I said, what they're trying to do is they're trying to instill a level of perversion into these children so that every thought will be evil all the time. I said, this is way further than what people are thinking this is as far as they're just trying to promote their weird agenda. I said they're directly going after the souls of these young children, and I showed a video to one of the guys I know that was in the office yesterday. He stopped by, and he goes, I don't even have any kids. He goes, if I did have kids, I'd absolutely raise Cain if I heard they were doing something like this. I said, and that's the problem, bud. I said, nobody's standing up for this. I said, the school boards are going along with it. These event group hosts are going along with it. These parents are going along with it. And I said, you know, here's the irony about this. I'm going to say this for a second. And I mean this sincerely because this is how convoluted it is. If you had a group of individuals that said, we're going to go to the strip club in Tampa and we're going to bring all the local female strippers to the local school and we're going to have them start doing these adult acts in front of children with all the local strippers, you would have a complete and total meltdown with the moms and with the school. And they would say, you can't do this. You can't bring strippers into a public school. Not only is that indecent exposure to a minor, there's so many laws you're breaking. Well, but it's okay to bring grown pedophile males that are wearing almost nothing to do it in front of children. This is the level of perversion they're trying to normalize. And like dad said yesterday, they're getting people again to fight about this topic. The problem with this topic is they know it's a win-win. These globalist banker boys that are pushing this, it's a win-win for them. Because they know if Christian patriot movement silences themselves and they don't stand up, they're going to keep pushing this agenda on the children. 
if we do start getting very vocal and very aggressive, they're immediately going to switch the media news, which they've already done now, to anybody that speaks up against this, which they have already done. You're a transphobic, racist, bigot, you know, domestic terrorist. They've already started talking about this now. And I said, it's very careful how you handle these situations. I said, but it's also very important that all of us as Americans and patriots, we're being vocal about this and we are not going quietly because this is going to get much, much worse as we see the things as foreshadowing the future. So I'm giving everybody a heads up and an encouragement. We all have your back, all of our listeners on the show, all of our Health Masters family. I have your back. You have my back on this. It is time that Americans start getting very, very direct and very vocal. We cannot sit back and allow 1% to 2% of an extremely hardcore, perverted leftist group dictate what the other 98% of us do here in the United States and pretend that it's okay in God's eyes and we're just going to go along because we want to be inclusive and we don't want to offend anybody. This has to stop, and these videos that I'm seeing now are getting worse all over the country And it saddens me that hardly anybody is wanting to bring this up and talk about it because they don't want to get canceled or they don't want to get labeled a transphobic or whatever weird terms that are just, again, trying to make people out as they're something that they're not because they don't go along with an agenda. It doesn't matter what they call you. It doesn't matter what they label you. If you're following the biblical laws and the laws of God Almighty, that is all that matters. And this is something that everybody needs to understand right now because it is a war for our children. And I just wanted to bring that up this morning, Dad, because some of these videos have been deeply disturbing to me. And it saddens me that very few people are bringing this up in alternative media right now as it's getting much worse. What do you think? Alternative media has become tired of it. And alternative media don't want to talk about it. In fact, we get letters sometimes, why do you talk about this stuff so much? And the reality yeah. is, is that really nobody else is talking about it. And uh, it, it aggravates me beyond belief. But I will say one thing. You know, the American Civil Liberties Union, the Anti-Defamation League, all these people that are involved in this from the Frankfurt School and from Zionism, uh, they're all part of that push to, to basically normalize deviant behavior in minorities. And you say, well, that's not true. Well, yeah, it is. You just look it up yourself. I'm not going to try to explain that one to you. And, but this is the group that's been doing this because of the Kabbalist group that's pushing that. And I will say this, if it was handled properly and it was going to show discrimination against strippers, and I'm not talking about transgender story hour kind of weird crap. I'm talking about strippers. Uh, they would These people up north in the northeast, in, in, to make sure that everybody had proper inclusion, they would allow strippers to go to the elementary schools. I'm telling you, this, not all of them, so some of them are going to stand against it. But there are, there's our group of them from this liberal northeast group that would be okay with that. And uh, you know, it's the same group that basically promotes open homosexual displays of affection, et cetera. And let me stop for one second here. You know, if you've got a girlfriend or you've got a wife and you're doing open displays of affection and somebody yells, get a room, and you're being extreme with it, I've seen that before. You know, I'm not talking about kissing your wife in public or something like that, but I'm talking about, you know, groping each other and all that kind of crazy nonsense. You know, people would say, get a room. It's not appropriate, Right. But, you know, when the gay community does that in public and you say anything about it, it's not something that you're supposed to talk about anymore. Now it becomes like you're being a transphobic, transgender, gay, homosexual, hating, bigot, neo-Nazi, grandma-killing weirdo. Okay, okay whatever. And, and so this is, the, this is the level that they've taken us to that they've wanted us to accept. And Mankind and I were talking about this on a show years ago 
when he's still on air in Chicago. And, and we said, and he said, it's not that you're okay with it because, you know, you're not going to argue with them about it. It's just whatever they want to do on their private life. They're fine. But, you know, these sexual exploitations that are occurring publicly, whether it's the transgender, homosexual or whatever, or even heterosexuals that are being ridiculous in public, all of this stuff is just inappropriate behavior for a civilized society in order to be maintaining a big relationship with God. All of it is. And so – but we're being told now that we're racist bigots if we don't say it's okay and we can't watch it and be happy to see it and applaud it and endorse it. And that's what Mike Mack and I talked about on the show. And I, I loved it when he called uh, you know, Lori Lightfoot, who's the worst mayor in the history of Chicago, completely unqualified for the job, basically a lesbian dwarf. And I thought, well, that's going to get him in trouble. And it did. It got him pretty much – in fact, she called up the head person of the studio. Lord, the mayor called up and said that basically they wanted you know, whatever they said. I wasn't – probably wouldn't pray the conversation but complained about Mancow. And then Mancow's contract was not renewed. And though he had brought the number of that station up from like you know, 25th or 26th or 30th of the market down to like number two or three – and it was a little. It was an AM station, but Mancow is that well known in Chicago, so even he didn't have the authority and the power to be. Even though he's making the studio a whole bunch of money and the station a whole bunch of money, to be able to say things that were quote unquote politically incorrect, and that's what we've gone into. We've gone into a political correct and politically incorrect world now that we live in, that everything is okay, and if you say anything about it, you, you basically uh, you're you're like I said, a bigot. And another interesting article came out. And it was from the National Review today, and it said what the sexual revolution brought. Adam and Eve after the pill revisited by Mary Eberstadt. Now, I'm not going to promote the book, but I'm going to read you part of what it says. It says, who, for starters, has the wherewithal to attend protests night after night for months on end has happened for years in Portland? Ask Mary Eberstadt in her expanded issue of the 2012 book, Adam and Eve after the pill. For the most part, not people living in families and certainly not mothers and fathers caring for young children. In other words, who are these people who are protesting in Portland every single night for years on end? Across a series of penetrating essays, Eberhardt's endeavors to shine a light on the scenes of the present and on the ideological extremism of our times, what she finds are products and paradoxes of the sexual revolution. Remember, they taught this with the Frankfurt School. That's what I'm talking about this with you guys now. And in 2023, there's a quite a bit of new ground to cover since the original was published. We've seen the introduction of a constitutional right to same-sex marriage, a further plunge in birth rates, the decline of the American lifespan, the rise of revenge porn – and the proliferation of dating apps. Beyond these is a sudden proliferation of gender clinics promising to affirm the gender identity of young people by feeding them off-label puberty blockers and scheduling surgeries that will make them infertile in many cases incontinent. All this was accomplished, accompanied by a ferocious surge in identity politics, a rising tide of intolerant secularism, and levels of reported teen depression never before recorded and an opioid epidemic that is killing as many Americans per year as the entire Vietnam War. In fact, it's more than that. It's about twice what we lost to Vietnam every year with the opiates, over 100,000 every year. And then she goes on to say, what was the sexual revolution anyway? She talks about women's fertility could reliably be managed by pharmaceuticals. As unheard, Mary Harrington's recently pointed out, this introduced a radical change in the human social order, and the pill was first transhumanist technology. It set out not to fix something that was wrong with normal human physiology in an ameliorative sense, ameliorate sense of the medicine up to that point. But instead, it introduced a whole new paradigm. It set out to interrupt normal lives in the interest of individual freedom. Now, what she's talking about now is a sexual revolution that people were able to go in now and have sex every time they wouldn't have sex with whoever they wouldn't have it with because they were on the pill and they couldn't get pregnant. 
they started doing this in the 20s with the, with the whole you know the roaring 20s. Also, we had all these babies at orphanages all over the country because people couldn't stop having babies because they were having sex all the time, which is you know the way God made us. Then she goes on to say that many readers by this time are already tuning out and saying that Christian complaints about the sexual revolution are old hat. But turning away would be a mistake. Many socially conservative critics throw up their hands after having documented a few enormities and hypocrisies of the era they want to criticize. Everset offers is a different from the normal context. Her intellect and wit are sharpened by her maternal care, especially for the losers of this revolution, the children. Here's what she says. What is fury but the flip side of loss? She asks, is one of the many plaintive passages and acknowledge a kind of rage that is running through what's left of American society. A post-sexual revolution society is a lower commitment society. Here's where, here we go. Listen, it's not just that divorce and abortion and hookup culture are themselves evidence of lower commitment to nurturing relationships. Together, they produce a society where commitment is practically and generally doesn't exist. Children today are considerably less likely to have siblings and by extension, cousins and aunts and uncles than they were 60 years ago. Almost 30% of all households consist of just one person. Some 40% of all children lack a biological father in the, son, in the home. Such momentous, ambiguous changes to kinship have had and continue to have momentous and ambiguous consequences. How could they not? A word of fewer and weaker family ties is a world of fewer and weaker family ties is one in which depraved, deprived people are furious about things they do not have or no longer know. In other words, people don't even know what it used to be like to be part of a nuclear family. Because the mothers basically have no fathers. They have no cousins. They have no uncles. They have nobody to be around. They have nobody to help raise them. The result is that a generational divide is open between the boomers and the millennials and the zoomers. It's a wealth gap over social capital, and it's enormous. To put it more starkly, in the name of human freedom, we have perhaps unwittingly created a society in which children on the whole experience less love and commitment in their lives than ever before. There are literally fewer people in their lives who are bonded to them by familial ties. This means fewer role models, fewer chances to connect with the one odd cousin or aunt or in-law who shares a peculiar passion or trait. It means less practice at socialization skills. It means a fewer changes to practice sharing joy and grief with people whose bonds are natural and the most part durable. It means that the enthusiasms are less tempered by familial and communal influences, hence more volatile. Now, I'm not going to read you any more of this stuff, but what happens is when you have these familial ruptures – Basically, you have much higher rates of truancy, psychiatric problems, criminality, promiscuity, drug use, rape, domestic violence, and other tragic outcomes. You know, these people who basically then are involved with these different groups, they want to go stand in Portland and basically throw firebombs all night. They have no family ties. They don't know what they want. They're looking for a group to be with. They're looking for a tribe to be with. They're looking for a family to be with. So the family becomes this group of people that are out there firebombing buildings. They become their familiar ties. And it's sad that this is happening. And this is exactly what the Frankfurt School, 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 School knew what was going to happen when they infiltrated the country with cultural Marxism. You know, you know, you know, when a, what a young girl would, would, would welcome homosexuality. When they decide to get married and have relations, this has been replaced with the promise of, you know, of, of promiscuity and instability and all kinds of other sick stuff and ghosting each other and causing all kinds of problems from a, from a mental standpoint with these young women, which is causing many of them to want to commit suicide now because they don't know what to do. They know intrinsically and internally they want to be a mother. They want to have a relationship with people. They want to have a relationship with a husband and a spouse for the rest of their lives, but they can't find any guys to date. Uh, now I got to the point, didn't I? 
and the guys can't find any girls to date because they're all caught up in social media, ghosting, and on dating apps. They'll date one person for a while. They get on the dating app again. And they find 10 more they want to go out with, and they break up with the one person they have that they're dating to go find somebody else who's going to be a greener pastor on the other side of the fence. And many times it's even worse. They break up with that one and break up with that one and break up with that one, further destroying familiar ties, further destroying the nuclear family. And this is what we've run into now. And then we have the churches that won't go out and tell the truth about what's happening. They refuse to tell the truth about what's happening, and they ignore the truth. And they basically say, well, this can't be real. You know, this is no big deal. And, and fun, suddenly we hear we basically run up – we just run headlong into the day of reckoning. Well, it's here now. You know, Deagle predicted that the U.S. population would be 99 million by 2025. The present population, if we want to believe what they say, is 332 million. If the government can get 70 percent of the public to take shots and the boosters on an ongoing basis, they may be able to accomplish the goal. 70 percent of the 322 million is roughly 232 million. These 230 million will have a life expectancy of three years, apparently, with some of them after taking the shots, and that would leave 99 million. Now, what's going to happen is this. These shots are losing their efficacy and their effectiveness after about a year. Now, the immune systems are so compromised that if the person is taking nanokinase and potassium iodide and zinc and you know, and ivermectin and all these other different kinds of products and vitamin C, they're able to help rebuild that immune system, but their body's fighting back against the shots. So not all of these people are going to die within three years. It's not going to happen. So we're not going to have this big of a drop-off, like 200 million, 250 million people, but it's probably going to be closer to 100 million people within the next three to five years are going to pass away. And the government's going to blame all of this stuff on different types of viruses that are out there and the flu and everything else. If you look at Revelation, it says, 1823, it says, for the merchants were great men of the earth, for by the sorceries were all nations deceived. Okay, If you look at the word sorceries in the Strong's Concordance, a reference book which lists the Hebrew and Greek translation of everywhere in the Bible, you'll find the original meaning for sorceries is pharmakia or pharmacy. In other words, drug medications brought to you by the globalists who run Black Street, Street Vanguard, and you know, State Street, who basically you know, are, are the bloodline families, who are basically direct descendants of the fallen angels, which will cover that in angel wars. So what that line from Revelation is really saying is the merchants were the great men of earth who by their drug medications were all nations deceived. I mean, if you think about this, it, it, it absolutely blows your mind. Revelation 13, 16 to 18 says, and he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand in their character or on their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, say that he has had the mark, name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him have, have, have understanding count the number of the beast for the number of man. The number is 666. Does that sound anything like what's going on tonight? France, France has already mandated countrywide vaccine passports. The mayor of Louis Lapu in the Philippines is not allowing anyone who's unvaccinated to buy food or groceries, supposedly. Australia is close behind with initial threats of vaccine mandate are currently underway in Los Angeles and San Francisco and New York. Revelation 18.23 states, for the merchants were the great men of earth, for by their sorcerers all nations were deceived. Now, this is so important, what we're going through right now. Yeah, remember Bill Gates, he's a guy who said in 2010, the world has 6.8 billion people. That is about 9 billion. We can take, knock out 10 or 15% through basically health services. To lower the population by means of vaccines can only have two meanings, sterilization or death. You know, Gates filed a patent in 2019 entitled Cryptocurrency Systems Using Human Body Activity Data, a system designed to eliminate cash. And just how will this human body activity data be transmitted and processed in order to buy and sell? By an embedded microchip, of course. And, of course, the patent number is, guess what? It's, you know, W02020060606. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And then you have a picture of Bill Gates 
and Marina Bravarovich, basically Satanist, standing there, with, you know, with you know the head guy with the Rothschild banking cartel, you know, in front of this picture of Satan summoning his legions with Jacob Rothschild, and this all goes back to the Angel Wars of Satan summoning his legions to go after God. This whole battle is protracted. It's going on and on and on. The battle was lost as far as trying to take over heaven with God. But for some reason, and we'll talk about it in Angel Wars, I'll give you different speculations on why this happened. God has given Satan this earth in order to do what he does on to prove, I guess, our loyalty to God. That's how it all boils back down to is what it comes down to is that you know our battle is not against flesh and blood but against all of this other stuff in these other dimensions. Remember Klaus Schwab? He's the founder and the chairman of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, which annually brings up together the heads of the states of the world's major countries to discuss the world affairs. In fact, he's a major player on the world stage, put there by the Rothschild banking cartel, probably Satan summoning his legions and demons, one of them is Schwab. And he basically says that you know we're going to have absolutely nothing – we'll own nothing by 2030 and we'll be happy. In an interview with Swiss Channel RTS on January the 10th, 2016, a full year before the current pandemic, Schwab explained how every human being on Earth will soon be microchipped in order to merge with the digital world. You know, all of this stuff is to destroy God's creations with their own creations. That's what we have to understand what they're doing. And when you understand all of this stuff, you start to realize that this battle has been going on, like I said a few minutes ago, for eons of time. I mean tens of thousands of years, all the way back to the dinosaurs, all the way back to the first destruction of Earth. All the way back for the first seeding of this planet by the by the fallen angels. I mean, all of this stuff goes back and back and back. And then, of course, that history is wiped out when the great flood hit the earth, you know, before Genesis. I'll add that. And so now we're dealing with these ancient monuments everywhere that basically we have no idea how they were built. They look like they've been water eroded. And the seas, the entire planet was covered, you know, with water. And God picked up the, the seabeds and put them to the top of Mount Everest. If you go to the top of Mount Everest, you will find fossils of marine life. Yeah, that's, that's what God did when he basically opened the waters of the deep, flooded the planet, and then basically put the waters deep back you know, into the great chasms beneath the earth, flooded it again when he opened them up again with Noah, and then covered the mountains, covered the terrain to kill all this Nephilim and fallen angel stuff that was on the planet the first time. And he did it a second time after they contaminated human DNA. And here we find ourselves again in this third period in which God says it will be as it was in the days of Noah upon his return. All of this stuff is so important that we understand the history of what happened on this planet because they're forcing us to repeat it. That's what they're doing. It's very, very important to understand that and understand where this group of people have come from and what they've done and why they continue to do what they've done and why they continue to promote their legions of Satan. You know, they think they have won this battle still. They, they, these guys are so deluded. And so now they know they can't do it from a universal standpoint all over the universe anymore. So now we have the remnant of their space fleet that's basically flying around our UFOs that we see all the time. And we realize very quickly that this group is still loyal to Lucifer. And when we understand that, we start to understand why we as Christians have to stand our ground and say no to this stuff. Like the article I just read you, what happened with Adam and Eve and the fall of, you know, of the United States and that we no longer raise little Christian patriots and people have no longer a tribe to identify with. You know, when we were tribal and we were Christians or we were Catholics or we were Lutherans or we were Presbyterians or we were Baptists, instead of these churches that have absolutely no affiliation whatsoever, we had somebody we could relate with. I remember the Catholic Church back in the 50s. I remember how strong it was. We had neighbors that were Catholics. Man, they were at church two or three times a week. They're praying every day. They're doing communion at the house every day. They're children. They got five, six, seven, eight children, and they're hardcore, staunch Catholics. And I talked about what happened to the Catholic Church yesterday and how it was destroyed by Vatican II. 
The same thing happened to the Christian and the Protestant churches. And this is why I've said so many times, unless we get the pastors of the pulpit back on the saddle again and telling the truth about what's happening on this planet and this country, uh, the country's done. It's just done. And we have to stop promoting Zionism from the pulpits. We have to stop promoting you know, the Greater Israel Program. We have to stop giving Israel a hall pass when they attack the Palestinians, attack, attack the Syrians, and say, it's okay, whatever Israel does, whether they destroy the planet or create World War III, we're going to support them. I've had people tell me that before, which I've diametrically opposed to that statement. Nobody has a right to destroy the planet. Nobody has a hall pass when they kill innocent women and children, period. We're supposed to be Christians. We're supposed to love one another, support one another, but not when people are out there doing sin and doing things they shouldn't do, including murdering children and women. It's not okay. I don't care who does it, whether it's Israel or Russia or China or the United States with their abortion. It's all wrong. But these entities want you to believe that it's all right because their whole goal is inversion, which is what God says is going to happen in the end days. Everything will be turned upside down. And that's what they're planning on doing, and that's what they've done. That's why these people are out protesting in the streets because they're looking for a group or a tribe to be associated with because they've lost their nuclear family because of what they did with the Frankfurt School and what they've done with cultural Marxism in the United States. That's why Putin has done his best out to put all that back together again with the Russian Orthodox Church and encourage people to go to church and encourage families again in Russia because he knew the importance of that. Now, whether or not he's playing the globalist violin or not, who knows? We'll find out soon enough. But remember what happened with World War I and World War II. It, was just, it, was, it wasn't just – it just didn't start overnight. It got built up, built up, built up, built up, built up. Now we're dealing with a country the size of Texas, you know, and, and we're sitting here watching this stuff happen over there. We're going in with Ukraine. We're going – we don't care what's happening with Ukraine, but it's a giant money laundering operation. They've got to cover their tracks on who took the trillions, period. That's how it works. And who, who runs the bioweapons labs that are there? This is one corrupt country with that high heel, leather-wearing pervert who's supposed to be some kind of war hero now saying yesterday that this battle will end up with America's sons and daughters being offered into the fodder of the fight and being killed. Yeah, so he said yesterday or the day before. But yeah, we're supposed to pretend like that's okay, and he didn't say that. Are you guys really ready for that? Are you ready to send your children, have the draft re-implemented, have your 18 and 19 and 20-year-old children, boys and girls, pull into a conflict over there on the other side of the world because it's, it's for Ukraine? I'm not ready for that at all. They could all go to H-E double sticks as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's where they're going to go anyhow. I'm going to head, head, let them head that way right now. I mean, heck with these people. Why do they want to kill the kids again? Well, guess that's true, isn't it? They go over there to conventional warfare, and they start killing children by the millions. That's more people that are less people are going to be able to breed. And you take the alpha males that are willing to volunteer to go over there, which there'll be a bunch of dummies that'll do that again. And you make sure you pull them out of the gene pool again. It's nuts what's happening in this country. It's nuts what's happening to the world. And it's nuts to the mainstream media and the alt media won't talk about what I just talked about right now. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? Oh, you're, you're spot on with that. I mean, the entire construct of what's been happening in ukraine is just one giant arms and money trafficking money laundering event that's that's all it's been from the very beginning and a giant excuse to continue to push the military industrial complex profits up Remember i told you guys what a month ago i think on the show you had lockheed and all these other military contractors oh their profits are way up Remember, these guys live off war these are military contractors if there's not constant war they're not making money. They've got to be able to make the cash, and so they've got to make sure there's constant conflicts, and there's always, always, always something behind the scenes that's going on when they start these wars. They're very rarely organic, and this is what we've seen now with Ukraine, and that's why I've continued to talk to people. When I talk to them, I said, dude, you gotta, you got to wake up. Some people now still to this day look, oh, no, we got to support Ukraine. I said, support what Ukraine? 
Ukrainian people and the Christians, oh yeah, pray for them, support them as far as, you know, in prayer. But why are we giving billions and billions of dollars and all these weapons and armaments over there allegedly to them to continue to have this proxy war over a border? Again, do not believe anything you hear from the government. Pretty much. Can't be any more clear than that. Almost every single thing that is being said is a complete and total lie. And I want to and I saw an article earlier from Biden, bumbling with food, and I don't reference him that much. But this is why I've continually encouraged people to make sure you, again, know your standpoint and know your conviction on this. Biden came out yesterday with a House Democratic uh, conference, and he said, and I quote, we are going to ban assault weapons again come hell or high water and high-capacity magazines. That's an interesting statement to make as far as reference and putting hell in there along with it because I mean, this guy, obviously, I don't know what he's involved in, but I can tell you it's not anything good. The only reason any regime wants to disarm its law-abiding citizens is because they're scared of what those citizens are going to do to them. That's it. They do not want the United States populace having weapons at all, period. They want us having you know, muzzle loaders and over and under shotguns at best. Look at what they did in New Zealand. New Zealand was pretty much a open firearm country. They had the Moss shooting that, in my opinion, had all types of CIA involvement all over in deep state involvement in it. It got blasted out on social media, on LiveLeak, as far as on that GoPro. Suddenly, within weeks, the individual, the president, whoever basically what, what her name was that runs New Zealand, comes out and goes, we're banning these. All these guns are banned. We're banning them overnight. You have to turn them in immediately. You've seen the same thing happen in Australia when they did that back in the 90s. Everybody's turning their guns down. you got to get all kinds of permits and paperwork and registration just to have an over-and-under shotgun in Australia. Well, look at what happened to Australia during COVID. That was horrific, and it was still going on over there. I mean, when you have minors that are being extracted out of their home in Australia by gunpoint in the middle of the night because – Somebody in the family tested positive for COVID, and they're dragging these minors off to COVID concentration camps to quarantine them, and these minors test negative for COVID, yet they're told they have to stay in this concentration camp for a minimum of two weeks, and these minors decide we're not going to stay in a concentration camp. We're free men, and they get out of the concentration camp, and the entire district puts out a full-blown police search for them and coordinates searches and finally finds them and catches them and charges them with multiple felonies. I can't find anything on those kids anymore. That whole story, everything disappeared about it. Like, I can't find anything updated on it. I'm sure it's all hush-hush. That happened in Australia. The only reason that happened in Australia is because the population is fully disarmed over there. That is what they want to do. So anytime you even have the inkling of thinking about registering or giving up a gun or submitting to tyranny with the Second Amendment and giving it away, always remember what they do to every other country that's disarmed. And when Biden makes comments like this, I just shake my head in disgust because, I mean, he's such a traitor to the Constitution. He's such, I mean, such a violator of the Second Amendment and what he pushes this is why you have to be educated and you have to know your rights and you have to know what you can and can't say and can and can't do in certain situations. But I encourage everyone, make sure you are staying active with training, with 
exercising with your firearm tactics, know what to do and how to do it if you need to do so when it comes to protecting your family and country. It's very, very important. Also, to another news, Dad said a, made a comment earlier, and I wanted to retouch base on this because a lot of people don't know this. The marine fossils that are on Everest, and they have them in the Himalayas and all over these mountaintops, they are prior fossils from stuff that's extinct and still current fossils of stuff that's still alive in the oceans right now as far as what the fossils are up there. There is a whole nother realm that has happened on this earth multiple times, and many of things have changed repeatedly. And so when he brings that up, you can look it up. It's factual. There's numerous, numerous individuals who have gone in and researched this and looked at fossils on the Himalayas and looked at Everest. And, of course, their they're, they're, they're thing is they go, well, 120 million years ago before these mountains were formed, they were down in the ocean beds and they decided to start growing organically and just started to grow this tall because that's what they did during evolution over 120 million years First off, we all know that's a complete and total lie. I told you guys the archaeologist got fired from the university last week because he found soft tissue with a Triceratops fossil and carbon dated it, and it came back between 28 to 33,000 years old. Dinosaur. And all of a sudden, the dean goes, you can't talk about this. He goes, I'm talking about it because it's real. This is the, even your own dating showing this. He goes, you can't talk about that. You're promoting your religion. He goes, I'm not promoting my religion. I'm telling you that this is only 28 to 33,000 years old. We've got to rethink everything about history. Boom, fired. Now I'll talk about that because they don't want you knowing what's happened in the past because when you understand what happened in the past, you can be more prepared and equipped for the future. This is why history is no longer taught in the school systems anymore. Real history, true history it's no longer taught. Everything's skewed to a full leftist point, and they barely give any facts or any truth about much of anything anymore. This is because those that fail to understand history are doomed to repeat it. They've done the same thing over and over and over again. These banker boys, they, they did it back in Jesus' times. The same Pharisees and money changers that had made the temple a, a complete and total den of thieves that he flipped the tables and whipped them. Those same money changers are the same ones through years and decades and centuries that are operating the money systems now. They've realized a long time ago, if you know how to control the money, you can control the food. If you control the food, you can control the people. And this is why I've told people it's so important to make sure you are self-sufficient to the best of your ability, whether that be with backup food, whether that be with backup security, whether that be with backup supplements and backup medical situations or whatever you need and backup cash or silver or whatever you choose to do. It's your choice, not giving you financial advice. But make sure you're looking at different options that are happening right now because there's a lot of things that are moving very, very quickly, and they want you to stay distracted. They want people to focus on that right hand that's moving around the cup while there's all these other things that are going on behind the scenes. And that's one of the reasons why I think they've gotten so aggressive with their agenda now. And that's why they're pushing so hard for the EVs to push everything, get away from fuel, to push everything to be monitored because they know there's awakening happening right now. Not just in the Christian movement, in the world movement. Everybody's starting to realize that something is really big is happening, and we don't like it. And if COVID didn't get everybody's attention, I don't know, I don't know what to tell anybody at that point. If people still believe what the government tells them, I mean, you're going to have that percentage of individuals that are just they're just mindless sheep. That's always been the case in every society. But again, 
that's not us. That's not my listeners. That's not my health master's family. And I appreciate all of you for continuing to get the truth out there the best you possibly can and continuing to stand up for your convictions every single day. Be vocal. What do you think, Deb? You know, if we don't stand up for our convictions, if we're not vocal about our convictions, then what's the point? You know, we either, you know, hide ourselves in the bath bathroom or in the bedroom or in the basement and talk to each other and listen to podcasts and, and not get out and tell the people on the street. We have to be vocal. We have to talk to people. We have to send, you know, this show or if you, if you don't care for this show or whatever you want to why you're listening, if you don't care for it, but find a show you like that's telling the truth and send it to your entire database on Facebook, send it to your entire database on Instagram, send it to your entire database on all of your friends on your email lists, all of it. Every single day. Well, they may get mad because they won't understand it. Well, oh, well, whatever. I mean, at least they're hearing something that's telling them the truth, and maybe they'll glean a little portion of it out. And if you don't want to do that with this show, then find a show that you want to promote and talk to the people about and tell them the truth. It's, get there, it's, a lot of you still don't even know about Building 7 with 9-11. Send them 9-11 Mysteries. Send them Loose Change. There's all kinds of really good videos that are still available online that you can watch. Send them from JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. And make them start thinking about who's running the show and who's pulling the strings. Ask the question to them, who's behind the curtain? Do you know? Ask them. And they're going to say to you, what do you mean by that? We've got our elected officials. They're running the show. No, they're not. They're all been blackmailed to the point of being in a stupor, most of them, with you know Jeffrey Epstein and all the rest of them. And so they don't run the show at all. They're being told what to do. And it's like it's like Robert W. Steele said, he was a guest on our show many years ago. And he said what they're what they have and what they're told to do is and you know, and, and Wayne Allen Root said this also, they're compromised. And what they do is they're allowed to vote whatever they want to vote for ninety percent of the time when it doesn't matter. Make them look like they're independent. But ten percent of the time they have to vote what they're told to do. And that's a problem. And that's why when we don't have the list of people that are compromised with Jeffrey Epstein, which we have the list and we have the videotapes, you know, and they won't release them to us because the same same Masonic Lodge, you know, judges are running the show and they're probably on his list too and they don't want anybody to know about it. Remember that movie uh, with Kevin Costner? It was years and years ago. It was The Untouchables with Sean Connery. And they were having this trial, this jury trial. And, you know, when Kevin Costner tells the judge that he's on Al Capone's list, tells him that, and that they're going to expose him if he doesn't swap the juries out because the jury's been compromised. They brought the jury in from another room and brought it to that room and said, okay, look, Here's what we're going to do. We're starting off with the new jury because he goes, Al Capone had already bought the old jury. And see, this is what happens all the time in these major, 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 you know, trials of these gangsters and weirdos that are out there. They find a way to compromise the jury and find a way to compromise the legal system. Look at O.J. Simpson, whether you believe what he did or not. He walked away from murdering his wife and murdering that young man. Now, whether he did or not, I don't know. A lot of people think he did. A lot of people think he didn't. But the point was he had he spent seven million dollars on his defense. And then he ended up basically having some memorabilia in a hotel room up in Las Vegas and pulled a gun on somebody went to jail anyhow. It was stupid. I guess he thought he was untouchable. But the reality is we have, if you've got money in this country, the best legal defense system in the world because you're able to manipulate it. We see that over and over and over again. And sadly, when you get people involved in government and politics that have been bankrupt so many times, that are broke so many times, they come out worth $100 million. How did that happen? How are they worth so much money? Suddenly, they get all kinds of stock tips, and suddenly they're told to buy this or buy that or sell this or sell that. Suddenly, they have insider information. They're very careful not to show it publicly like Martha Stewart did. Otherwise, she ended up going to jail in a, you know, in a country club kind of place. But the reality is, is that this entire thing is being orchestrated around us for food for the masses is what it is. There's an uh, interesting article here. 
from Economic Prism, and it says, Crossroad Blues in the Time of Biden. And it goes, I went to the crossroad, I fell down on my knees. I went to the crossroad, I fell down on my knees. I asked the Lord above, have mercy now, save poor Bob, if you please. Robert Johnson, Crossroad Blues. The Federal Reserve Chairman, Bob Powell, basically makes about 190000 a year. That's what they tell us, but I'm sure it's much higher than that. But he runs over tens of trillions of dollars as Federal Reserve Bank. You know, his primary duty is setting the price of credit. Now, we're finding out more and more that these jobs are being left behind because the price of credit is so high and the car and the automotive industry is, is crashing right now because of the fact that cars are costing so much money. And, and, and uh, here's what he says. This is interesting. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked recently by a reporter if Joe Biden is considering diversity in naming a new Federal Reserve vice chair. The bozo who was asked the question seemed to think this was an important criteria. Gene Pierre's boastful response provided the anticipated confirmation. The cabinet is majority people of color for the first time in history. The cabinet is majority female for the first time in history. The majority of the White House senior staff identify as female. What does that even mean? Forty percent of the White House senior staff identify as part of a racially diverse community. And a record seven assistants to the president are openly LGBTQ. Wait a minute. She didn't answer the question about appointing a new federal vice chair, did she? Nope. According to Jean-Pierre, the nomination will come in the near future. And she also added that the president prides himself on hiring minority candidates. Now, I'm going to stop for one second. I personally believe that if a minority candidate is as good a qualified as a person who's from a majority, you know, whatever, that they should be given equal opportunity to have the job, period. That's what I believe. I really do. But when the minority candidate, whether they're Chinese or, you know, or black or Hispanic or it doesn't make any difference – when they're clearly not capable of doing what they need to do, like a person being put in to fly an airplane you know, with 300 passengers on board, and they can't pass the proper flight exam, they have to adjust them and let them pass, and they don't have the proper amount of hours in, do you really want to fly behind that person? Do you really want to fly behind a person that's not shown proper education or leadership? I don't. I'm not a pilot. I'm very careful on who I fly with. I, I want to know who they are, what their record is. I want to know how much, how many hours they have and how much training they've had before I get on a plane with somebody because it's not worth the risk. It's not the worth, worth the risk at all to get on an airplane that could be crashed because the pilot is on drugs or on alcohol or hasn't been properly trained or was put in because of affirmative action or they're not qualified to be in that seat. I don't want to be on that plane. But we're being forced to, aren't we, in the cabinet-level positions and all this stuff. And Trump was the same way. He was the same way. He did the same kind of nonsense. He put more CFR members on his cabinet than any other president in history of the United States and, you know, and, you know Bilderberg attendees. I mean, you see it. You just listen, listen, listen. I tried to read through him one time on the show. It, got, it became redundant. It became so repetitive. I stopped. I said, I'll post it. And so this is the same thing we have from both Trump and from Biden because, again, the entire thing is being orchestrated for us. And so it, it goes on to say state sovereignty. Alas, standards like these would automatically disqualify any potential Fed candidates from nomination because no president will nominate someone who won't keep Washington's money-sucking vortex in operation. That's the truth. At this point, the Americans that have any inkling to what are going on are sick and tired of playing a game that's increasingly rigged against them. The inflation tax piled up on top of the federal income tax is an outright theft. The president's Fed Vice Chair nomination, irrespective of ethnicity or gender identification, is a much bigger story. That is, over the past 110 years, the creation of the Federal Reserve and the establishment of the federal income tax in 1913, Washington had grown too big for its britches. 
the cross overreach, the gross overreach and incompetence are inexcusable, and some states desire to diminish the federal government's control. So all of this stuff basically is being shown to us now what we want to see and try to understand any of this stuff. And, and, you know, and, and we also realize that Biden is not in control whatsoever. I mean, no offense, but you haven't got two brain cells to rub together. If you think Biden is making the decisions concerning our nuclear policy and the policies of the United States of America, no more than Zelensky is making it for the Ukraine. These people are theaters. This is a theater show. These are puppets on a stage. The people behind them are the ones that are making the decisions. At the highest levels, you have the wizards and the sorcerers that communicate with these other dimensions who communicate with these other entities that are still running around from the angel wars. Oh, yeah, that again. It's always part of that. So it's very, very important to understand that. Guys, remember, I've I've had the opportunity to pray for you today. I love you guys. I want to thank you so much for the support of Health Masters. You guys mean the absolute world to me. If it wasn't for you guys helping us to do this show without having commercials, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't subsidize it. So when you get your toothpaste or your deodorant, or your vitamins from us, it makes all the difference in the world. And don't think because you get a bottle of vitamins or, a, you know, a toothpaste that you know it doesn't help because it does. It's in the aggregate of our millions of listeners that we have now that pay the bills that keeps the show on the air. So I want to thank you for that sincerely, and I pray for you sincerely all of the time. I love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, wonderful weekend. Also, finish it up, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. Absolutely. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. And, you know, what Dad said is so true, and that's why we always enjoy people stopping by. You know, I have walk-in customers all the time from all over the country. They stop in and hang out for a few minutes or grab some stuff or just stop in to say, hey. And it's always a pleasure to, you know, put a name with a face, especially when I see orders in the back and, I, you know, I see names and stuff. But meeting people is uh, it's incredible. It's fantastic. And the network and the group of patriots that are continually building off this show and other like-minded, you know, alternative media shows are essential to a free country. That's the concept that eludes so many of these hardcore leftists is they've got this Pollyanna approach, whether they really truly are hardcore communists that are wanting to degrade the system or they live in this fantasy bubble that's completely and totally unreal. And they think somehow that if we just continue to promote this communist socialist agenda and everything's going to be hunky-dory, and the fact of the matter is it never works that way. Socialism has never worked. Communism has never worked effectively for a free country. And this is why is the, a republic, the only way a, public, a republic survives is with Christian morals and biblical principles. That's the only way. Because once you start having groups that want to force their will onto others instead of allowing people to live freely unmolested on their way, and you have groups that want everybody else to do exactly what they say – you have little mini tyrants, and tyrants have to be dealt with effectively and accordingly if you want to keep a republic. Republics do not stand with tyrants being put into power and people obeying tyrants. I'm just going to put that as clear as I can. And that's what we have had now in this country is these groups of little mini tyrants running around. I mean look look at Fauci. I mean he still hasn't been indicted. Nothing, I can guarantee you right now nothing's going to happen to him because he's a little mini tyrant and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. The sad part about it was is that people actually listen to him, and that's the difference. Anybody can get on a podium and start running their mouth. You can't. I mean, you can have complete and total bumbling moron get on the podium and run their mouth. I mean, for example, the president of the United States right now. I mean, that's a perfect example. Someone gets up there and rambles. 
That doesn't mean you have to listen to what they say, nor do you have to follow what they tell you to do, especially if it goes against the almighty, powerful will of God. Just throwing that out there. And so what people and Americans and patriots have to start coming to the realization is we're not required to follow things that go against the Bible, period. And when you start seeing things like this perversion of these schools and these groups that are coming in with these pedophile males that are trannies that are dancing in front of these children, it is our duty to talk about it and speak up and say, no, this is not okay. This is not normal. This is not okay. This is not something we're going to normalize and justify because it's not okay. And that's why I continue to encourage people to really get vocal now because there is a giant awakening that's happening, and it continually is growing bigger and bigger and bigger with the help of people like you. So thank you again for supporting Health Masters. I saw an article here earlier that was some crazy photos, if you guys have seen this or not. This massive pollen storm, I was speaking about that yesterday, has engulfed Myrtle Beach, South Carolina over the last couple days. And the photos are crazy. They actually have a – it looks like an oil slick on the ocean, but it's not. It's like a pollen slick. And uh, one of the meteorologists said he's been there for 30 years. He's never seen anything like this with the level of pollen that has blown through Myrtle, uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And there's something weird. Remember I told you guys there's unintended consequences and intended consequences when you start doing weather warfare. Air Force admitted that decades ago that they know exactly what they're doing with that, and they've been active in it. This is not something new at all. This has been going on for decades and decades. When you start doing stuff like having seven feet of snow in South California in March, and you start having massive flooding across the Midwest, and you have massive storms here and there, you understand that there's some manipulation to it. And so the pollen, no doubt about it, it's gotten crazy, especially – I didn't even realize it was that bad in South Carolina. I know down here in Florida, it's crazy right now. A lot of people have been having issues. That's why I brought up yesterday, and I put it on the front webpage if you guys want to read about it or if you've already tried it. You know the GHI cleanse and the turmeric force. Both of those are really good at reducing inflammation, which inflammation is what causes issues, primarily the allergy side effects, the itchy eyes, the runny nose. Those are side effects from – inflammation. Almost everything comes down to inflammation. And that's why I've told you before, it's so important. Like I said yesterday, if you start eating clean, you've got to detoxify your body. Throwing the GHI cleanse detoxifies the organs. It reduces inflammation. It allows your body to start absorbing nutrients. It is crucial because inflammation is one of the key factors in a lot of problems that people have that I've personally seen, and so is dad, when they come into the office or they're calling us up or they're emailing us. And so you've got to get that under control. So be sure to check those out if you're interested in those at healthmasters.com because this this photo of this pollen storm, Myrtle Beach, I'll post on the website. You guys can look at it. It's some crazy photos. I've never seen anything like this with this much pollen and wind blowing it all, all over the place. That would be a mess. And so this is why – we do what we do on the show. This is why it's commercial free, like that said. We got a straight hour. We push everything we can, all the articles, everything we can get together on this show as much as we can. And we do it because we want to keep everybody alert and awake as much as possible. I mean, look at the censorship that we've received, not just on our show, but all across the board. I mean, just the Twitter files that came out. Right? I talked to you guys about that a month ago, where I mean, you not only had social media platforms doing it, but they were actually being directed by our own government, by the FBI, spending millions of dollars policy, uh, policing online content, and much of it towards just 
law-abiding citizens making comments about stuff and going in and removing entire platforms and completely shadow-banning individuals because they bring up stuff. Isn't it funny that all of the stuff that we brought up that we were banned on, that all this other stuff with COVID all the way from the origin of COVID, from the masks to the shots to the lockdowns, everything we all said has come out to be 100% accurate when we were bringing it up at the very time it was happening. But yet every single media outlet said, you're not allowed to talk about this. This is fake news. I mean, they've completely crucified the frontline doctors. Those guys were coming out saying, listen, ivermectin is working. Intravenous vitamin C is working. You know, we don't have to put people on remdesivir. It's killing people. Nope. Fake news does not go along with the standard of care in the hospital. And that's how they did it. It's so are you really going to listen to anything these individuals say as far as in the media and the government when you know their reputation is to continually lie to us? My answer is absolutely not. <laughs> so I encourage everyone, do your own research. Come to your own conclusion. You may not agree with everything we say on this show, and that's perfectly fine. That's, you can have your own opinion on things, but do your own research and always, always, always ask questions. And I encourage you all to do that. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Like I said, if you guys need anything, check out the website or call us 1-800-726-1834. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your time. And we'll be back on this show as always on Monday. Have a great evening. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.